Sportsmanship, leadership, inspire, determination, excitement. Welcome to the Slide Podcast. Your hosts, Jen and Aaron, are on deck and ready to introduce the current stars of Little League Baseball. So grab your favorite sports drink, fasten your chin strap, and get ready to go inside the chalk lines of our Little League fields. Here are your hosts, Coach Jen and Coach Aaron. So welcome back to the Slide Podcast. This is your host, Coach Pridmore. Actually, no, it's not Coach Pridmore. It's Coach Aaron, right? Coach Aaron. Yep. Yeah, it's Coach Aaron. And my co-host, Coach Jen. How are you doing, Jen? I'm so good. So happy it's Friday. Weather's it good. Is. Feeling good. It is. Yep. And great weather outside. That's right. Yeah. So today is Friday is when we're recording this. It is July 15th, I believe it is. Yep. And we have a super exciting guest with us today. And we wanted to give you a little bit of update about the show and some news going on in our area and uh, I'm going to let Jen kick it off with just some local news and a kickoff to our fall season. So, Jen, I'll turn it over to you. All right. So, I would like to speak to D2 real quick. So, everybody that's listening may or may not remember that we are from District 2 in Spartanburg. And so, our local youth league, the rec league, is getting really into high gear here lately. So, I'm the ragball commissioner in town, and I'm getting emails from parents about fitting days and how do they sign their kid up and you know, this is their first season playing and they're so excited so it's getting me ramped up too for our fall season we've got baseball we've got so that's t-ball six and under eight and under 12 and 14 and under and then we've got softball that'll be in full swing as well we've got nfl flag football as well as fifth and sixth grade tackle football this year yeah, so I'm super excited about getting going, getting back on the field. My son is going to play flag football, and my daughter yeah. will be doing ragball this year. Awesome. So, yeah, very excited. Well, and just to tie in with that, so everyone out there listening, we have a special, just started this week with Guardian Baseball. So if you're looking to buy any new equipment, whether it's uniform clothes, pants, cleats, I know last year specifically, I couldn't find cleats anywhere for my son. And the only place that I could find cleats in his size was at Guardian. So we've partnered with Guardian Baseball. So if you, you go to guardianbaseball.com backslash slide podcast, that'll take you into our version of the store. And then if you enter in the slide podcast in your coupon promo code, you'll get 10% off your total purchase. So make sure if you're doing any shopping, I know most of us probably use the Amazons and we try to use our local retail stores, but with supplies the way they are, I can hardly ever find anything here local. So go check out Guardian Baseball. A couple other things that I wanted to make sure we talk about. We have the Little League Softball World Series coming up next month in August and also the Little League World Baseball World Series in, in Williamsport, PA. So we'll definitely be making sure that we give you guys some highlights, recaps, and we have uh, been accepted. Our press passes got accepted for uh, the Little League Softball World Series. So if Coach Jen and I can make it work, we may do some recording from Greenville, North Carolina at the Softball World Series. So uh, stay tuned for that. So now it'll lead us into our guest. Since we've been recording and started the podcast, we've talked a lot about umpires and how umpires are treated. And we had a, a guest on the show, Christy Moore, who was the umpire from Laurel, Mississippi, that was attacked after a game. 
So we've tried our best to push for a positive experience for every kid and every adult in every city and state in this country when it comes to sports and specifically baseball, softball. And so today we thought it was only right to invite Kaysen, the kid umpire, onto our show. So Kaysen, you there? Can you hear us? Yes, sir. Awesome. So Kaysen is... Like starting to, I think, I guess starting is the bad word. You went sort of viral online for the fact that you're a kid and you're not doing the traditional stuff like most kids. Like you're learning the route and wanting to be an umpire, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us how it all got started. I would say when it mostly got started, I was about five and I had found a clicker. And I started to learn. I went to my parents' softball games and kept up with the count and started like really. Now, when you say a clicker, just for our listeners out there, you're talking about a balls and strikes and an outs clicker, right? Awesome. So you found that and that was the start. Yes. Okay. So then you started doing softball games? Well, I started like keeping the count, my parents' softball games. Uh huh. And then when I got older, my parents' friends started giving me like gear. Like I got a mask and then a shirt. The next year, I went to Upstate Umpires Camp and learned a lot from that camp. Gotcha. I didn't even know we offered anything like that in the Upstate. And just for our listeners out there, Kaysen comes to us from Irmo, South Carolina. So he's about an hour and 15, 20 minutes from where Jen and I are currently. So, dude, I I have to ask, is umpiring fun? Yes. Now, I'm a coach. So sometimes I may get a little upset with the umpires. How do you handle that? Well, I would say, I would say the first thing, just hear what the coach say. Does just Don't just look at them. Just know what they said. The next time, kind of glance at them. So just so they know that, that you're taking it in. Uh-huh. And then next time, they'll probably give you a warning. The next time, probably throw you out. Oh, Okay. Have you ever had to inject eject a coach? No. <laughs> I said inject. I hope you haven't done that yet. But well, that's good. Yeah, that's that good. is good. So like, yeah. I want to know: is that the way they teach you to do it in your umpire school? They say like, you know, yes. So the first step is to make sure that you acknowledge the coach. Don't just ignore them. Acknowledge the coach and let them know that you hear them and that their concerns are valid. But then you just kind of keep going, right? Yes. Yeah, I like that and. For our listeners that we're on video chat right now, but you guys can't see him. He's got a um, an MLB hat on. So and is officials. it yeah, MLB officials, officials cause yeah. it's black and white. So That's right. is that something that you have aspirations to do is to go to the MLB and, and be an umpire there? Yes. Do you know what, have you ever looked into like how old you have to be to do it or kind of what, what does that look like? What kind of journey would that take you on? Well, first thing, you'll probably to go to umpire school for probably about like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the two weeks, they'll probably give you a scholarship. And then you'll probably start minor league, high AA, and then keep working up in the leagues. And then you'll get to a major league from there. Wow. Dude, that, that's incredible. I'm kind of speechless. I, I, I guess... Have you met any other youth baseball or youth kids out there that's umpires as well or wants to be an umpire? Yes, I met two kids. I know one kid, he's 11, and he umpires. And one of my friends, they want to start umpiring too. 
Wow. That's awesome. And what, you know, what is it about being an umpire that's better than being a baseball player? Like what, what draws you to wanting to call balls and strikes versus go out there and hit singles and doubles and home runs? I would feel like umpiring, you meet different people every like game you do versus baseball. You're like with the same people every game and you don't really like meet new people. Awesome. So you like meeting a variety of different people. Yes. Gotcha. So what kind of games have you umpired so far out there? I've done only scrimmages so far. Uh I've done 9U, 10U, and 12U. Which one's harder? I would say 9U. Why, you think? Because you're basically just sitting out there because you're not going to have, like, good pitching. And it's going to be, like, walk after walk (laughs) and just standing out there. And you don't really have any plays going on. Dude, you, you definitely have experience because you're right. When you start that, you know, there is some coach pitch out there that's 8U. Hey, Casey, I don't know if you know, but there's like some out in California, there's like coach, there's kid pitch 5U. So you can get some good experience out of <laughs> I've never seen that before in my life, but I've saw some Instagram pages for them. But uh, yeah, when you get to the 8U, 9U, that's when you got that kid pitch starting and there's a lot more walks than anything else. So. Stolen bases. Yeah, a lot of pass <laughs> balls. Yeah. Tell us about the biggest play that you've been a part of so far where you had to make a call. I'll say the biggest play is a close call at first. Mm-hmm. Have you okay. ever gotten one wrong? Have you ever gotten a call wrong? Well, at first when I, it was in live, so I called him out, but the kid thought he was safe. But we actually got it on video, and so he had went back on the video and saw that he his foot was a little bit after the throw. You guys have re- instant replay down there in Columbia? No, I, my mom was just taking the video of the play. Oh, that is awesome. She's like, my baby got it right. He was right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. They throw their challenge flag. Now, I haven't seen any challenge flags yet. So, uh-uh. Kaysen, don't let that happen. Here. Don't, we, don't, we don't need challenge flags in baseball. So, you play baseball as well, right? Yes. I play travel ball. Wow. Okay. And what team do you play for? Lugoff Elgin Hayseeds. You're playing at a 10U level? We're going to 11U. Oh, wow. Okay. What position do you play? I play outfield mostly, but I can't play right now because I hurt my arm. Oh, no. Uh-oh. What happened? I have a little league shoulder. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But you can you can still do this. You can call balls and strikes, right? Yes. Have you ever heard of the Savannah Bananas? Yes. Have you ever seen their umpire? Yeah, I have. So what do you think about some of those dance moves and stuff that he does out there? Can you Can you do some of those? Maybe. <laughs> I think that would be awesome, dude. Hey, yeah. let's get together. I just started a TikTok for the Slide Podcast, and I, I really have no clue what I'm doing. But we should get like some cool videos, dude, of you like making some crazy calls and doing some dances and stuff. And we can post that stuff on TikTok. I have no clue how to do it, but sure <laughs> maybe you can out. show us. <laughs> maybe you can show <laughs> us. Yeah, because we don't know what we're doing. So I saw some pictures of you getting to walk out on the field and call a game in Charlotte. Was that for the Charlotte Knights? I actually only did the plate meeting at that day. So I just went out there for the plate meeting and then went back. What did they talk about at that plate meeting? 
dinner. It just they did probably did. <laughs> Did they did they try to slip some money to an umpire or something and say, you know, give me the most of the calls today or how'd that work? No. You set to check the lineup cards, just okay. make sure you have all your fielders, uh, your pitcher, and mm-hmm. just make sure the lineup is right. Okay. And then they don't do any trash talking up there or anything with the two coaches and you have to like play like referee there and like hold them back or anything? No. No? Okay. I think that's pre-fight for MMA you're thinking about, Coach Pritchard. It, it may be. It's not, it may be. It's not the plate meetings. Case, and we may have to get you in, like, the the octagon and see how you do Ooh. when it comes to referee and those two, dude. Like, I'd love to see a kid stand in that octagon against those guys and say, you're wrong. So, but awesome. So, in your extra time, so what do you do? I mean— are you studying to be an umpire? Are you, you know, you said something about umpire school. How old do you have to be to go to umpire school? You have to be 18 to go to umpire school. Okay. Where's that at? They do it, I think it's, can't remember where it's at, but okay. I know it's not as far away from here. It is far oh, it away? Is. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, that's what I was just going to do. This says Diamond Umpire Academy in Greensboro. If anybody from Diamond Umpire Academy is listening, Wendell Stett Umpire School in Daytona Beach, Florida. That would be that's fun. the one I was talking about. That's the oh, one okay. you, you want to go to? Yes. Hey, and that's in Daytona, dude. Get away from the Carolinas. Like, go go, go down south. Yeah. So, go down there. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. What's your parents think about you wanting to be an umpire versus play the game? Oh... Uh, I really don't know about how they think about it. <laughs> okay. They get very protective because, you know, I get to be the coach, of course, for my son. And I know how baseball parents are. And I know how, you know, everybody's got their little baby playing out on the field and their baby's never out. And it's never their fault, right? It's always yeah. that call, that umpire. What do you see in blue? You know, wake up blue. like. You deal with that much? Or do you think no. parents take it easy on you a little bit? Take it easy. Yeah. What do you think about all this stuff where umpires are getting treated bad and getting hit and getting abused and stuff throughout the country? I feel like most of the people that have done it are like just like they want to win, but they lost because they think it's because the umpire so they want to take their anger out on the umpires. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, it's, you know, we have a we have a bad problem in society of just accepting what happens, right? I mean, even like instant replay, I haven't followed Major League Baseball like a ton over the past few years, but even seeing instant replay come into the majors is like a major deal for me. And, you know, I think there's some, the game should have a little bit of a human element too, in case, and if you see a play go a certain way, that's your opinion. And that's, that's, yeah. that's what stands, right? Like you, you, there is no jury. So you don't go to a jury and say, Hey, everybody hold up their hands. If you're safe, like you're the man mm-hmm. who makes the call. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of parents really struggle because they don't want to put the blame on anyone else other than the umpire. So, and the point that I try to make people is like, there's so many other plays that happen during a game. One call shouldn't dictate, you know, the entire outcome of a game. Like you've got to play, you know, six innings, full six innings, and you got to play nine innings. Like it's not about that one play. And so, but I've also been that 
I've been that coach too, who's gotten very frustrated. So I'll, I'll try to have a conversation with you like in between innings or something and maybe slip you like, you know, some stick of gum or something and say, hey, give me this next call. Okay. Would that work? No. No? <laughs> nope. So Christy Moore, so you have to go back and listen to episode three. We had Christy Moore on here. She told us she would like Skittles. She said Skittles would work for her. So we'll have to figure you she out. She did say that, bit. didn't she? She did. She did. So Jen, what questions you got for Casey? I want to know, like if you were to talk to somebody who was thinking about being an umpire, whether they were somebody your age or maybe even minor Aaron's age, what would you say to them about the good things, any any bad things? What would you share and, and maybe even try to get them motivated to get more involved in it and encourage them? Yeah, because we, we have other youth listeners out there that are your age and younger. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say to any of them? I would probably say if you really, like, want to know the game and learn, like, all, like, the hidden rules in the uh, rule book, mm-hmm. like, start to go, like, umpire camps, like, once a year. And then, like, try to do, like, scrimmages and then try to get into, like, league ball. And then work your way to like travel ball and then go to umpire school. So you would definitely tell him to go for it then. Yeah. I like how he said that specifically, like know the rule book. Yeah. Like, well, I like that. So I, I have a question about that because I, I try not to respond to too many people on Facebook when they bring up silly things. But I got in, sort of got into it with somebody this week because it's a, I think it's like a youth baseball thread that was going on. And the question was, if a batter's in the batter's box and they show bunt, but then they freeze, they don't move a muscle, ball is thrown, and it's a ball outside of the strike zone. But they never moved their bat out of the zone, out of their bunt posture. Is that a ball or a strike? Is that considered an offer? That's a strike because he offered, he'd never pulled it back. I, I grew up playing softball. And in softball, the rules must be different because I know for a fact that if you don't move and don't make a quote unquote offer for the ball in softball, it can be a ball. It, it's not, it's not considered to even be an offer. Even with the bat out? Even with the bat, you, you offer, you get new posture. So I, I found it online as a softball rule. So I think it's just one of those things that's different. Between well, baseball and probably softball. because like the, the slapping is a different concept. True. And True. So that could have something to do with it there. But yeah, I know when I was playing Kaysen, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. Like I'm I'm over the plate. I got the bat out. You know I'm I'm showing bunt, but before that ball gets there, I got to pull that bat back to my shoulder, right? Just so yeah. that I'm not I don't have it available for the ball. Right. right. <clears throat> gotcha. Here's a question for you, and this is one that got me two seasons ago. Now, I'm coaching first, okay? All right, so the play happens, and let's say the ball's here. I got a runner at first base. And, well, that's even irrelevant at this point. So I got a runner at first. He's going to he's gonna continue to second. All right, so the batter hits. Ball goes to shortstop, right? He fumbles it for a minute. He throws the ball to first because he wants to get that batter out as he's running to first, right? So he overthrows the first baseman. You follow mm-hmm. me so far? And then he yeah. hits me. So I'm trying to get out of the way of the ball, and he hits me as the first base coach. What happens right there? I would probably say you got the batter out at first. 
So if the overthrow goes over the first baseman and he don't catch it, is the ball still alive or is it dead when it hits me? Let, let me tell you, well, here, and let me, let me, I guess, let me give you the answer and then like tell me if you've seen this before. So the rule book that we play with up here says the ball's still live. So I made the mistake of pulling the runner back. Like he rounded first, he was safe. And I started to pull the runner back to first because I thought the play was dead. And the first baseman picked the ball up, tagged the runner, and he was out. Like, is, you guys play like that down there in Columbia? Well, I probably wouldn't know because we never had a play like that before. Yeah. But in my opinion, I would probably call him out still. Okay, gotcha. That's the right call. And what happened to me is I didn't know those like unwritten rules of the book kind of thing like you do. And so I'm thinking like, hey, this dude's safe because the overthrow he hit me and it was dead. And I felt I felt a little silly out there on the field, I'll have to say. Well, there's there's a lot of questions like that that come up just like that because we get like a skeleton rule book as coaches. We don't really get the entire, you know, right. rule book. We just get the hit the highlights. The summary. Yeah. We get the, summary. <laughs> we get the cliff notes. So I can totally see that. Like, wait. How much time do you spend studying the rule book, Kason? Well, I feel like I've learned a little bit of like more hidden rules from the rule book. Cause like last week, I've learned this new rule. Say the batter hits the ball and it hits the pitcher's rubber and it goes foul. That's a foul ball. Really? As long yes. as nobody touches it, I guess. Yeah. If it's a line drive to the rubber and out of bounds, it's foul. What if it bounces to the rubber and then out of bounds? If it bounces to the rubber, then goes out. Then. It depends if the person that touched it or not. Okay, gotcha. Wow, I, that's a. Do you have like a section in the like rule book that says like these are the unknown rules that like nobody ever thinks about? No. <laughs> so if you're on the field, this is the the question because I watched some MLB games here recently and I've seen some crazy like calls and you know I grew up watching baseball and you know you, you always see and I'm sure you see every day something new that's happened and how do you find out that answer for that new situation because it's not like you guys are standing out on the field umpires and you're not googling rules like do you keep a copy of the rules with you so you can to look at that kind of stuff I'll probably say if the coach challenges it all the umpires get together and kind of discuss it and see like what they have on it and then if they Say you got two other umpires that say, oh, this is the right rule for it, then you'll make that call. But if you have two other umpires trying to say that that's not the rule for that, then you keep the call. Gotcha. Okay. I like that. The umpire team makes the decision. It's not the umpire. It's the umpire team. I think that's how we should look at it. You know, it's not that one guy. What's the kid? What's the guy's name in the MLB that everybody, Angel Hernandez do you yep. know who that guy is? <laughs> what do you think yeah. about him, Kaysen? <laughs> I would say he blew the whole game in the postseason. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I remember, yeah. He had seven overturn calls in that game. Oh, dang. Yeah, like he, he's notorious online. Like if anybody talks about any umpire hate out there, Angel Hernandez re, like leads the trending in that one, so... Was he blowing stuff that was blatantly obvious or was it like, okay, dude, I can kind of see how you messed that one up? Obvious. Really? Yeah, it was It was some obvious stuff. 
Yeah. And I think most of them even got, some of them got overturned. So, but I think he had some crucial calls that like altered the game a little bit. Right, Kaysen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome, dude. Hey, what do you do when you're not umpiring and when you're not playing baseball? Talk to my friends. I ride my four-wheeler sometimes. Play wiffle ball sometimes. And just watch TV. You know there's like a professional wiffle ball league out there? Yeah. You know what? When I grow up, I'm 44 right now, but when I grow up, that's what I want to be. I want to be a major league wiffle ball player because I don't, I couldn't cut it in the major league. So maybe so wiffle silly. ball is where I can go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Kaysen. Well, hey, dude, we appreciate it very much you coming on and talking to us. Um, we definitely, I, I'd love to try to get you up maybe here when we start off our fall season and maybe get you to umpire a few games for us. That'd be really cool. I think that'd be cool. Have you been traveling a lot, like doing games for other cities around in your area? Or are you just staying in the Lugov, Columbia area? I stay mostly down here doing scrimmages. How did you get to do that, the walk through the plate for the Knights game? Uh, one of the plate umpire, I knew him. He was one of the instructors from the umpire camp I went to. Okay. And so he got to like talk with the the other like people over in the stadium and got me like tickets and I could go out there with them. Dude, I thought that looked so cool because with this like the scenery of that stadium is amazing anyway with the backdrop of the city over the outfield. But like seeing you standing there, like you should blow that one up and like frame that one on your wall. That's that's pretty awesome. I do have to ask this question. So every little leaguer right now that's playing baseball, their goal is to one day come up to bat in the World Series with the game on the line with full count and bases loaded. And they need to get that big hit to win the game. What's your big game? Like, what's your goal? You want to call him out? You want to strike him out? Yeah. Instead of let, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jen, did you have any more questions for Kaysen? I don't think I have anything. Kaysen, you have any questions for us? No. No? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, dude, I want to see some videos and I want to see some like dance moves. Kaysen, I, I do want to tell you thank you very much. Thank you for your mom. Thank you for your parents allowing you to come on. I think it's amazing what you're doing. Um, it's It's really a position and a, a very important part of all sports that we really need to teach, you know, the country to have respect for, you know, and I, I think that's where a lot of the, a lot of the problems in today's society really comes down to respect. But I think it's awesome that you're out there and, you know, whether or not they take it easy on you because you're a kid, that's, that's not even part of it. That's them showing you respect. Yeah. And that's awesome. And I like how you said you give the, you basically you give the coach three strikes, right? Yeah. Strike one is, you know, you're looking at him, you, you heard him. Strike two is you give him another look. And then three strikes, you can call him out, right? Gotta go. Yeah. That's it. All right, dude. So we normally ask this question because we, we're dealing with baseball players. But now in this case, when we've sung the national anthem, right? And so whoever sung it, I was going to say like some cool name like Britney Spears just sung the national anthem, but she's not relevant today. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad it is. All right. So the, the national anthem's done. In case and you about to come out of the dugout because you're about to walk out the home plate. What's your walkout song? Because you, you, you the man now. What's your walkout song? I'll probably say I like WWE. So I do like uh, wrestlers theme songs. 
Okay. Sometimes. All right. What's, who's your favorite wrestler? I would probably say Stone Cold. Does, does he still wrestle? No. No? Okay. Because, dude, I used to love some Stone Cold, dude. I used to love it. And the way he'd walk out there with that big Pepsi can, and I'm saying Pepsi. Maybe we'll get an endorsement for Pepsi. Because yeah. We're not, we're not promoting alcohol. So he holds up that big Pepsi, and he, like, slams it down. And like, I'm telling you, that gets you pumped up, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to like Shawn Michaels as well. So the Heartbreak Kid. And uh, but all all the legends that I used to watch are are getting a little bit too old to be flying around and jumping like they do these days. So well, awesome. Hey, dude, we're, I thank you very much again. Keep us in the loop. What is that? What we got? <laughs> I know the listeners can't see it, but I was looking on Facebook at his at his page. There he is. Oh, the he does have some dance moves out there. Yeah, bat flip, and then the bat flip too. Oh. Oh, Everybody. what's that called? Because I see a lot of people doing that these days. What's that called, Casey? The gritty. The gritty. Uh, I've seen Antonio Antonio Johnson. Uh, what is it? Who is the Antonio that's in the NFL that gives all the problems? He was the one that walked off the field last year. I've seen him do it quite a few oh, times. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Antonio Brown. I'm sorry. I'm a big NFL fan, and I can't even remember his name. So, so the gritty. All right. So the next time you strike somebody out, tell your mom to get the camera ready. There is an umpire out there that's done it. He does youth games. I shared it a while back on Instagram or something, but I want to see the gritty. Kaysen's gritty when he strikes somebody out. Because that way you get the pitcher like pumped up because he wants to see you do it again. That'd be cool. And so he's like driven to strike out this kid. Yeah. But I guess you can't be that happy because you really got somebody out. So, but, oh, well, he should have hit the ball. So. That's right. All right, Case and hey, buddy, we're going to let you get back and, you know, go out and hit that four-wheeler. And uh, I got a couple four-wheelers too, dude, so maybe we come down there and ride with you because we go to a Carolina Adventure World near you sometimes, so we'll have to come down there and ride with you, okay? Okay. Awesome, buddy. Well, thank you very much, and uh, we will talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Slide Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, stay connected with Coach Jen and Aaron on Instagram at The Slide Podcast Show, on Facebook at The Slide Podcast, and the Facebook private group, The S-L-I-D-E Podcast. Until next time.